Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams. <laughs> and you are listening to Wine? Why Not? A queer podcast. Episode 20. Episode 20. Oh, God. Could I have said that any more dreary and depressing? <laughs> we'll get into this later, but your reaction to being on this podcast right now is much like that of Benjamin. It is. From <laughs> so fierce. Thank it's been you. A, it's been a long weekend for us all. Um, <laughs> and it's just, we're five days into Pride Month, and I already feel like it's day 792 of Pride Month. Isn't it? It's been 21 years of pride. It had nonstop pride. Nonstop pride. It can be exhausting. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say that we're extremely exhausted. And I can't guarantee you that one of us won't fall asleep during this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If there's a long pause, somebody shoot us an email. (laughs) Start ringing our phones off the hook. Yeah, text us, you know, how it goes. Uh, but if you fall asleep, feel, yeah. feel fine, because we might too. That's okay. Yeah. So, episode 20. Yes. It's exciting. That's like, We're you into know. the um, the venties, as the Starbuck crowd would call us. Oh, or <laughs> I was like, look at you getting all French. <laughs> Isn't that French? It is. French for 20. Yeah. I, there's a, I don't remember which comedian it is now, but, you know, if you know, let us know. Um, but there's a, a comedian who goes on about how ridiculous the cup sizes, the names for the cup sizes at Starbucks are. And they're like, you start with large, which is supposed to be the biggest, which is actually your smallest, to grande, which I believe is Spanish for large, so it's the exact same thing, just a different language. And then venti, where you abandon the word large and you just decide to throw in French numbers. <laughs> that's, um, um, that's a sh- it's tall, though, isn't it? Like is it the tall? First slide, the first tall, yes, tall, which is big. Which if you is say someone's tall, it's not, it's not tall. Yeah, because if you say something's tall, it's not the smallest option. <laughs> um, anyway, they also have a, a Trenta. Yeah. Which comes in ice coffee. You can't get that in hot coffee. I've tried. Only ice coffees. No Trenta hot. Only Trenta cold. Why don't you just make a 12-cup pot of coffee and carry it around with you and drink from it if you're going to You know, there it. was a time in my life where I had a thermos that held... A full pot of coffee. It was one of those big ones you take camping and it had the two plastic coffee mugs that were the lid. Uh, and I would bring that to work every day. And I would drink the entire thing. You know, my uncle drinks an insane amount of coffee. He'll make like a 12-cup pot and drink it until it's done and then make another one. And it doesn't matter if it takes him a long time to drink it. It just, oh, it's ice cold, whatever. Yeah. That's a dedication. Well, but- that's how iced coffee was first invented. Someone let their mug sit there too long, and they're like, yeah, it's ain't bad. <laughs> Someone let their, their mug sit there for too long. Uh, somebody, I'm getting a phone call right now. We're not asleep. Is, from someone in Sanford, and I just <laughs> want to answer it and say, what? No one's sleeping. Uh, We're awake, Sanford. Thank you. <laughs> I'll get back to you in 52 minutes there, um, so what are you drinking today? So what am Any, I drinking? Is there okay. anything, anything fun, anything different? What's going on? There is something different about this particular bottle of Menage a Trois that I am drinking. Now, I know what you're thinking. You always drink Menage a Trois. What could be different? This is a bottle I purchased specifically to drink over the weekend for Gay Day, Disney Pride, first weekend of June, whatever you call it. I don't want to offend anyone, but it is the first weekend of June where we go to hotels. Did I tell you what I decided to call it? No. Um, one gay weekend. 
Mm. Then I was going to call it um, One Gay Weekend of Wonder. <laughs> you should call it The Weekend for the Girls, Gays, and Days. Oh, that's cute. There you go. It covers all your bases. Anyway, we'll get we'll we'll explain in a little bit why yes. we joke about that. But yeah, so this bottle was purchased um, and did not get open because um, I started drinking out at events, and then by the time I thought that I might want a glass of wine, I did not think uh, in my sleep deprived state that I should be consuming <laughs> any more alcohol. So I decided to save it for today. Very so, nice. Yes. So, we're, you know, it's interesting because this is usually the part where we talk, we talk about, about our, our week, week, but that's all we're going to talk about. Yes, because because it was such a busy week, and we have so many things to. Yes, to share. it was all work related week. It was all stuff we. I mean, we didn't do everything together, but we were all involved in the same events. Um, but this past weekend uh, was the first weekend of June, which traditionally since 1991 well, or before, 1990 before the weekend of June. We were at the closing ceremony. <gasps> That's right for the French festival. Ah, oh, that feels like it feels forever like a month ago. ago. Uh, but yes, we went to the closing ceremonies uh, for the 32nd Orlando International Fringe Festival. Wow, you remember all of that? I've had to write it <laughs> 400 <laughs> times. Um, where uh, they gave away their patrons' picks. Well, I mean, they notified them obviously. Earlier, because they, they had to do uh, extra showings. I want to point this out, right? So, patrons pick. It's like it goes to the show in whatever venue, because there's a ton of venues, and whatever show sells the most tickets uh, in that venue is awarded patrons pick. Yes. So then, on Monday of Memorial Day, uh, there is a showcase done of all of the patrons picks. For each venue, they they all get to do their show one more time, which is great for them because they get an opportunity to sell more tickets, make more money, and showcase their talents, which is great. So at this award ceremony, they announce who the winner or who got patrons pick, and every time they announce them, people yell and Every, scream. Yeah, they like came they, out like shocked they just like they never out. heard. I was like, you're in your costume. You just did the show. The info's been out all day. You knew. <laughs> But I get it. You're excited. And I'd excited. be excited. I dig it. I like it. So um, along with the patrons' picks and the um, uh, the, the various uh, awards that they do, uh, Watermark also does their annual – this was the sixth year we've done it – the annual Splash Awards. I like how you said that. Watermark does their like, – like we're not involved. Watermark does their – they're really that, our awards. Those people over at Watermark. Um, I separate Watermark Jeremy from Wine Why Not Jeremy from I Sit at Home and Build Legos Jeremy. It's three different Jeremys. I'm just going to call you Sybil. Oh, mm. if you're under the age of 40, look that up. It's fun. It's it's fun. It'll I'm, I'm going to tell story. a story about that, so I'm not going to diss on young people and assume <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about. Uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, the Splash Awards happened. You and I went and presented the awards on stage. Um, we gave away a couple of editor's picks yeah. as well. For the most part, the Splash Awards are voted on by our readers who go to Fringe, and they and they vote on five categories. Yes. But there were shows that we saw that we really wanted to draw attention to. Basically, what we're trying to say is we really like your show. Then yeah. we try to find some fun way to award that. Yes. Right? So um, we'll start with what our readers thought. Um, so uh, this year... Let me scroll past because apparently I'm looking at our picks and not the readers' picks. Um, all right. So we do uh, the standard awards we do. We've got best show 
or a best LGBTQ show, best director, best writer, best featured uh, or uh, lead uh, performer, and then supporting performer. Uh, we do not separate our uh, performance categories by gender. It's very progressive. Of and us. we, it is, it is. And we stand with actors in calling for the Oscars to take away their gendered roles. We would stand the Oscars if they would do that. Yeah, use that right. I think. Am so. I like, cool? Am I cool now? It's 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 spending the whole weekend with a bunch of twinks that made. Yeah, that and made then me, after that, you went that to gay days. Been cool. <laughs> Head butted the microphone. For those who are curious, what that thud was. Um, so yeah, so um, uh, we'll start with favorite writer. Our readers uh, pick Joel Swanson, uh, who wrote the White Lotus Orlando. Uh, yeah. which was uh, a parody of, the White no Lotus. surprise, The White Lotus from HBO. Yeah, we talked about this, I think, before. Uh, but I will say, if you saw The White Lotus, you would love this. Mm -hmm. It was a really, I mean, it was the, it, you know, it was the fringy kind of, fringy show parody with some local humor dropped in. Um, and maybe they won an award because, you know, they're the only show that mentioned Watermark's awards. Now... They did. They did not mention the Splash Awards, but Watermark does another Reader's Choice Awards called The Waves. Been going on a little longer than the Watermark Splash. Watermark Award for Variety and Excellence. Yes. So they've been going on a little longer than the Splash Awards. Um, but yes, one of the actors uh, did mention that uh, he wanted to partake in a particular parodied scene from The White Lotus uh, because he felt that that scene would win him a Wave Award. <laughs> um, which he's right. If he had uh, partook... In the, Is that the rimming scene, the rimming scene. Uh, yeah. If he ate some ass, I think it would have put him <laughs> over that line where he could have won an award. Maybe next year. So, so close to dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> this great comedy show that we have going on here. Um, so, uh, performance awards. Uh, favorite supporting performer came from A Bad Romance, which was the uh, Lady Gaga musical. Uh, about Disney princesses, uh, and Lily Garnett, who played Sleeping Beauty, won that. She played Sleeping Beauty? Yes. The blonde who played Sleeping Beauty. That's, I mean, I find that interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't, this is terrible of me to say about this award-winning performance, but I don't remember Sleeping Beauty in the show. She, I remember, uh, well, I mean, they were mostly in a gaggle through most of it, but there was a song where um, her boyfriend, Prince Kiss Me When I'm Sleeping, I can't remember what his name is in the um, Prince Rapey. He, he sneaks into her room while she's sleeping and takes her phone. Remember that? And then she jumps up and he's like, I don't like this lady. And uh, she jumped up and then sang a song. I don't know, probably Teeth. I, th I feel like she sung Teeth. Oh, that does ring a bell. Show me your teeth. Teeth. Um, so she won Best Supporting, and then favorite uh, lead performer was, and I'm going to get it right now because I did not get it right, on the Fringe stage when we presented this award, and our beautiful, wonderful city commissioner from District 4, Patty Sheehan, was shouting at me from the audience <laughs> the correct way to say this name, and I still couldn't get it right on the stage. I also, much like this podcast, had been drinking and had been sleep-deprived, so... Uh, but it was A.J. Pratt for P-Virus Scare Van Sing Along. You know what that story reminds me of? Can I, can I just tell the story yeah, real fast? Yeah, go ahead. It it's your podcast. It <laughs> <laughs> it's ours. Our, well, I, I mean, obviously, if I, wanted to, if I wanted to tell a story, I'm sure you'd let me as well. That is true. I would do that. 
Um, I got to refill anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. So we were at a retreat uh, for Watermark. We do two a year, right? We have our mid-year retreat where we just kind of talk about how the year is going and our year-end retreat. Where, where we, we fire everyone. Where we, <laughs> yeah, where we talk about who didn't help and how to get rid of everybody. No, it's where we um, we set goals for the next. We talk about how we did that year. We set goals for the next year. And somehow in this conversation, um, somebody was talking. We had, we had an employee who was talking about Pam Bondi. And she couldn't, she couldn't say Pam Bondi. She kept saying Pam Bondi, pa- Pam Bondi. And finally, after like saying Bondi for like the tenth time, one of our employees said, "I, I think it's pronounced Pam Bondi, isn't it?" And she goes, "Who gives a fuck? We're print media." <laughs> And uh, in joining in solidarity, I agree with her. So, Patty, keep it to yourself. I just think that it would have been completely inappropriate and hilarious if you had just yelled from the microphone, (laughs) who gives a fuck, we're print media. Who gives a fuck, Patty, we're print. (laughs) Anyway, I didn't. And she corrected me, and as you can tell, I learned. It and wasn't, I you were on the struggle bus with that. I so. was. <laughs> Their words are hard for print media folks. When well, we got to talk real words and they're, use. They're pretty difficult it, right now. I, I can feel it. <laughs> it feels like I have a lot of cotton in my mouth, and I can't get my vowels out. It's frustrating. I was say, it's, it's a little warm in here, and you're it drinking is. wine, and you're tired. Is, you're is gonna, hot? <laughs> we're if it's, I pass out, just call nine one one. We need a safe word. You, need you know to what? Say if I pass out, I need you to reach out to that medic from the Gay Days pool and have him come get me oh, CPR. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, we had two more awards, um, and they went to the same show. So I'll make this quick. Um, favorite director and favorite show. Uh, director went to Ciara Hannon, who directed Gay Cowboys, which also won favorite LGBTQ show. And I cannot tell you. I don't think I have ever seen someone so excited to win an award from us, whether it was a Splash Award, a Wave Award, or got the cover of, of the latest issue. She bolted onto that stage like Melissa McCarthy from, um, uh, uh, what was that movie, where she was like super excited. Um, Every single movie yes, she's been I, in. The name escapes me because I have no thoughts, but she just bolted onto stage and she was just like super excited and then uh, I really want to know what movie this is now. Bridemaid was Bridemaids the one where she came bolting in. Bridesmaids, yeah, um, that's the one where she stole all the puppies. Maybe there's this particular scene. If you know the scene, reach out to us. You can uh, reach us at www. But I have this image of Mo- Melissa McCarthy like bursting. Maybe it was on SNL, bursting into uh, a scene, and she was just like super excited. Oh, I I know you're thinking of the Kool Aid Man. Mm. She bursted in like the Kool-Aid man. Um, I would watch a movie where Melissa McCarthy plays the Kool-Aid. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she stormed the stage, was all excited, took a photo. And then as she was walking away, um, we were like, hold on. Don't go too far because you won Best Show also. And the just, scream that just, came out of her. She stood there like five feet from us, stared right at yes. us and was like, ah! It was uh, wonderful that she was excited. Oh, it was awesome. Um, but uh, it, I felt that scream in my chest. I, it was loud. I liked it. I liked that she was so excited about it. She and was. it was kind of fun because when people would win something, it was this 
I kept saying this that night. It was fun. But it was like this Price is Right kind of thing. And people were super excited and screaming as they ran out to get their awards. Yes. yes I liked it. Um, I believe of the, the Reader's Choice Awards, AJ was the only one who wasn't present. Everyone else popped up on stage, got their award. AJ came into the office the next day. He was super appreciative, picked his award up. Have you ever seen one of AJ's shows? I haven't. I'm a little nervous because I get claustrophobic of climbing into that van. Each. Yeah. So, so the venue that, that P. Vira performs in is it's a big it's, it's a, a windowless it's like van in the parking lot yes yeah what could possibly make I'm you too, nervous about I'm too that? scared uh that it's so i think like maybe five tickets five or six tickets can be sold for it and i don't even know where you drive to but it's always you just drive around the parking lot i have this i have a lot of irrational fears i think um, you know, like uh, we talked, we talked about how I have this irrational fear of home invasions and stuff. So I constantly am checking locks and windows and making sure everything's locked, and um, which is probably why I always have a dog with me because I don't want to be in a house by myself. Um, but another one is audience participation. Oh, yeah. I get so uncomfortable, and I just don't. Even like if it. the audience is just you and Pivira, <laughs> what if it was? I oh I'd be like sorry can you just sing or something <laughs> if it, if I went in there now as I understand it the van sells out every time I mean it's only four to six people so I, that makes sense um, but it's if funny I had gotten it sounded in there, like you said forty six four it's a and huge I was like van. how big is this van that's um, more of a bus but if I climbed in and it was just me and Pivira I would insist that we play no music that we say no words that for the entire show we just sit there and stare at each other. And see how uncomfortable it makes both of us. We will have 46 minutes <laughs> of uninterrupted eye contact. I might demand. I might just be like, do you mind if I drive? <laughs> <laughs> Can I do this? Just, um, I'm just a control freak that way. I understand. Um, so uh, along with the Reader's Awards, we gave out a few editor's picks. Um, you uh, pitched two, and we were the editorial team. I eat me. Um, I said, yay. And then I pitched two to you. And as the editorial team, you said, sounds good. And then we picked <laughs> it's those awards. a very, very in-depth process. We have a huge editorial team. Yeah. Um, it, so, and it passed through the board four times. So I will read the award, and then you can talk about the show that the award went to. But sure. we gave out Best Original Costumes. Yes. And again, I would. I just want to point out we 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 found some sort of like something specific with all these. Yeah, away. yeah. We but, crafted the award to something that stuck out to the right. show to us. But I will just say that this this best original costume went to Bullock and the Bandits, which was at the it's David Lee's uh, creation, I believe. Yes, David Lee's yeah. creation that was at the Renaissance Theater during Fringe Festival. Uh, Kyla Swanberg, who is extremely talented. Um, well, if 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 Kyla Swanberg were on So Fierce, there would there would never be a competition. Kyla Swanberg would win hands down. But I don't think that would ever. I, I don't think she would be on that show. <laughs> she's she's amazing. I love it. Bullock and the Bandits. <laughs> oh, I got sidetracked. <laughs> Trust me, we'll get into So Fierce in a minute. Um, she's just so talented. The whole show was perfect. The set, the lighting, the band, the the. It was just. The whole show was amazing, uh, but there was one particular character that was wearing this amazing sort of quilt patchwork pants, and it was stunning, and I loved it. And so we gave that the award for Best Costume. Yes, and then um, uh, we did uh, – and this uh, – 
we saw the show or you saw the show and you loved it. Um, but it won all sorts of awards that night from all different types of things. But we gave it the best use of geek culture. Yes. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Drag Queens. Every time I say it, I screw it up. Dungeons and Drag Queens. If only Patty was here to shout the right name to you. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if the phone rang right now. <laughs> and it was like, this is how you say it and tell him to shut up. Can I just say also really quick, um, talking about the week, I also participate in the, the uh, One Pulse's Rainbow Run on Saturday. And um, at two points when I first started the race and then when I was finishing the race, Patty Sheehan was there. And both times she looked me in the eyes and cheered me on and gave me the look like of a proud mother. Aww. Like, you go, fatty. You Aww. run that race. Now, I'm sure that wasn't her thought. But she looked so proud that were I was you out there. or were you running? I was trotting. Oh, okay. If she was, does that mean like your <laughs> arms were run. going? But I was doing were... the old lady power walk. I'm like, hey, Patty. Well, I was just thinking if she said, that you go, boy, you run that race. If you were walking, that would actually be very rude. <laughs> <laughs> but she was there and she was cheering me on and looked me down in the eye. So it was fantastic. I loved it. Yeah, she's she's great. She is. She's really great. Uh, I really enjoy running into her at shows. And I, I bought some of her artwork. I think it's great. Anyway. Um, so yeah, Dungeons and Drag Queens. You know, it's one of those shows, and I said this that night we gave that award out. When I sat down in my seat and saw that set, I knew that that show was going to be good. Yeah. And then the costumes were great. There was a there was like for those that have played Dungeons and Dragons, I imagine that this show is what goes on in your head. I've never seen a Dungeons and Dragons game where people actually dressed up. I've seen when they've gotten into character and gotten really weird. Yeah. I've never played myself, but I had seen people play it. So I kind of was able to follow very easily, but so there was this huge board game that they that they had, and there was a person inside of the game who would come out with puppets when there were dragons, and those were really good. But the singing was great. the 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 actors were not caricatures; they were they were just real people. I, I everything about it I loved. Yeah, I thought it was great. I don't. Um, I personally don't Dungeons and Dragons. However, I did watch the cartoon when I was a kid and loved it. Is and that the is that the the verb form of that? Yeah, it's I don't, a I don't it's dungeon. a verb, didn't you know? The um, cool kids say I don't. The D &D. movie that just came out a few months ago, Chris Pine. By the way, I will go on the official record now. Best of the Chris's. I'm including my roommate. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> uh, Chris Pine, oh, best of the celebrity right. Chris's. Doubled. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he, uh, the movie was fantastic. But my brother plays Dungeons and Dragons, <clears throat> and. Um, he got me into a TV show called The Legend of Vox Machina, which is a bunch of um, voice actors who do animated shows, and they do this. Uh, it started off as a Dungeons & Dragons uh, game on YouTube, and they turned it into an animated series. Um, so I should probably, that whole that's a long way of me saying, I should probably start playing Dungeons & Dragons, because I like everything tied around it, but I don't actually play the game, because I, I don't uh... get it, and it's... He tells me they do campaigns it's, that last like for weeks. It's an they don't just it's an last investment, for yeah. weeks. It's not the fact that they last for week. It's that in a in a night. So you could go on for like you could spend a whole year playing one campaign. Yeah. But and you say you play it one night a week. That night you are giving six hours of your life. Yeah. And it and you're talking like going till three or four in the morning. Yeah, that's it's crazy. That's yes. a big commitment. You have to have stock in Mountain Dew yeah. or something. There is a reason I don't have a partner do or kids or pets or houseplants. I don't like to commit. <laughs> and I'm, that is a commitment. Yeah, it's, it's too much of a commitment. I'm also not 
imaginative. So that's why I loved this play because you could see it, and that's great. But I'm not the kind of guy – I can't go to uh, a store and piece together a really great outfit. I walk into a store, and I see what a mannequin's wearing, and if I like it, <laughs> I go, I want everything on that mannequin. So I'm not going to roll <clears> – <throat> I'm not going to yell perception check, which I have a question about the movie. I'm going to yell perception check, roll an 11, and then somebody goes – Hey, you did great, or I don't even know if that's a good number. And then me in my head think of like, oh. I'm all I know is that the dice or the standard dice goes up to twenty, so eleven would be like mid. Yeah. I guess. Do you know what the best thing you can roll? And what Sevens. they call it? Oh, I'm sorry, that's a different game. A natural twenty. <laughs> I knew that. In fact, I made a lot. Of, I make a lot of nerd jokes with natural twenty in it. But so in the movie, yeah. Do they do they say perception check and that kind of stuff? Or I don't remember if they say and perception they don't roll check, dice, but or... they uh, they don't roll the dice. It's it's a, a the, it's a narrative of what these nerds in their basements think they're doing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, in the defense of everyone I've seen playing Dungeons and Dragons, none of them were in a basement. Um, well, we're in Florida. <laughs> There's no basements in Florida. Um, but no, I I do know, because again, I used to watch the cartoon from the 80s. Um, there is a cameo with those characters where they go into the maze, uh, which was kind of a cute little uh, Easter egg. Um, but I think that uh, somebody who plays Dungeons and Dragons regularly... Uh, would be a better person to ask. Um, it seems like there were a lot of Easter eggs. When I talked to my brother again, who plays Dungeons and Dragons, he did mention that there were some uh, reference, a bunch of references to the game that I, I just didn't get. Um, back in the day when I was in the service, I dated a guy who was obsessed with Dungeons and Dragons, kind of those role playing games, and we would go over to his friend's house. And they would play in the living room, and me and the wives <laughs> would get drunk on wine in the kitchen and talk about See, our men. Now, that sounds like <laughs> heaven. So I dated a guy who was into Dungeons & Dragons. And what's kind of funny about it is he lied about it when we first started dating. And I thought he was cheating on me because he would say like, – I'd rather you be out there <laughs> cheating on me. No, I'm just kidding. I said – or he was, I asked him if he wanted to go do something like on a Friday night. And he's like, oh, I got to help my friend move furniture. And I was like, okay, um, well, what time are you doing that? And he's like, oh, probably around seven or eight. And I was like, he was like, in the dungeon closet. <laughs> so I was like, Wait, there's plenty of time to go out afterwards. And he's like, oh, okay, I'll let you know. And then he said, um, 17 hours later, the, he finished. The next day, uh, he never called me. I was like, so what happened? And he's like, oh, well, we were, you know, we were just moving furniture and we had to try to get it, find the right spot. I was like, so you spent. Eight hours moving a couch? <laughs> like, I don't even... I was like, you know that doesn't make any sense. And then finally he was like, okay, I play Dungeons and Dragons with my friends on Friday. So I was like, oh my God. Okay. So then I went to watch one one time. And what's weird is that they were, they were in character, but they weren't, like, acting. They yeah. were just talking... Like they normally would. Yeah, because so I, I asked tell. my brother that because I was I I said, do you guys like wear capes and do the whole? Thing? He goes, no, it's they just talk it out like like they're working out a math problem. He goes, some people like get really into it and they're like very dramatic with the character. He goes, some people they just have a conversation like it's nothing like um. So yeah, those elves walked into the dungeon and they were burnt by a dragon. Oh okay, yeah, but when there's like contention. 
I felt like they were like mad at each other, and I'm like, this game's weird. But they weren't. They were all in character. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? Because you at least had wives. I was the only one. Also, they didn't drink anything but Mountain Dew, and I would take like a 12-pack of beer by the end of it. I was lit. Now, I have to say, in case he's listening, um, he did play Dungeons & Dragons, but these parties that he would take me to, um, they played, it was called Vampire, and it was Dungeons & Dragons-like. It was that role play, but they were all vampires, which made it real. I feel like people who play Dungeons & Dragons Make fun of these people who play vampire. <laughs> I feel like they're the nerds of the I, I think that they are right. But one time I was watching them play, and it was just I was so bored because I got the hint that they didn't want me to drink twelve beers while they were playing, <laughs> so I did it. So I started texting Jen. Wait a minute, wasn't there? I mean, I've seen like the Dungeon Drives cartoon in the movie. They had ale. They're always in in pubs somewhere. It should have been fine with you. Drink. Know, well, That's your they, character. <laughs> yeah. We've all met your character. I think somebody asked me one time if they wanted me to make you could make a character, and I went, "Ksh." So I started texting Jen, and I said, "I think they all see something in the corner of the room because they were all looking at the corner of the room." And then she's like, "Is it a unicorn?" We went on for hours texting about what they were seeing, and that was fun for me. Okay, I don't know many of your ex boyfriends, but is it the one that I know? It's got to be. So you, I mean, it, there's there was uh, one ex before I met my husband, and that's who. It was. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good. so the that next makes for good. <laughs> that makes for great <laughs> podcasting right there. Uh, so anyway, uh, Dungeons and Drag Queens, amazing. If yes. you ever get a chance, if there's a Fringe Festival near you and they're touring with it, definitely see it. Um, so uh, the next award is the only overlap between us and the readers. Um, but we gave them, I think, for different reasons. They gave it for the writing, but this kind of was for the writing. Um, we gave the Jennifer Coolidge Award to um, – I didn't write her name down, and I forgot it. Uh, Kendall, Kendall Oh, my Leamy. God. I, am, I hope Kendall Leamy, doesn't Leamy. listen. And if you do, I am so sorry. Uh, oh. That was my Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> oh, God. Because I am good at I accents. <laughs> That's not bad. No, right? That's not bad. I mean, I don't think you would have won the that Jennifer Coolidge Award. That was my Anne Hathaway. Anyway, so um, she obviously, if you've seen White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge is in it. She's um, a standout. She's won the Emmy Award. She's won the Golden Globe. She's like a big standout in the show. She likes hot dogs. She loves hot dogs. Um, she does the bend and snap. She taught us the bend. That. She taught a yeah. whole generation of. of, um, of and for us who are snap. a little bit older, she's also Stifler's mom. Oh, and, and, and if you're older than that, she was in Best in Show. Oh my God, I watch. It's on Hulu. I watch it the other day. Best in Show is great. Oh my, that movie so holds up, so good. But she's like an Anna Nicole Smith character. Yeah, she's married to like some 900 year old guy. Um, and everything and I she, see her in, she cracks me up. But she's up. sleeping with the yes. dog handler um, of the. So this rich guy. Spoiler owns the alerts! Dog. If you haven't seen Best yeah. in Show, so she's sleeping, and that and that that dog handler is played by um, the Glee lady. Oh, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Yes. Yeah. Um, we should do because uh, there's some gay in that. We should do Best in Show in an upcoming episode. Talk about it. We could do a whole episode about Jane Lynch. We could do a whole episode on Jennifer Coolidge. Do you think she'd come on the show? I think she what would. If we, what if we got? We will get, Kendall, we get Kendall to come on to... as J Jennifer Coolidge, and we will interview her. What was really cool is when we gave 
uh, Kendall the Jennifer Coolidge she's award. She's the only she's the only person who she gave only an acceptance splash speech. award who got to give an acceptance speech, and yeah. she did it as Jennifer Coolidge, and it was great. Yes, it was um, so absolutely loved her. Um, oh, there it is, Kem- Kendall Lemmy. Uh, it is on there. Um, absolutely fantastic. One of my favorite performances um, of any French show. And then the final uh, editorial award we gave was the LGBTQ award. Um, basically for the show that we saw, um, with given the uh, political climate, we decided to give a show uh, an award to the show um, that uh, they said gay the most uh, times and uh, also um, uh, made a lot of digs at uh, Republicans and conservatives. And that was the Hakkakamuk Islands. And of all the Splash Awards... It is the only one that goes unclaimed. So if anybody from the Hakkakamuka Islands, Hakkakamuka Islands is listening, uh, come by the Watermark offices. We have an award for you. Yeah, and I think that what they're, you know, I will say this, that that what we enjoyed about the digs um, about Republicans, it was always in the context of the asshole Republicans. There yeah. are some Republicans who are not assholes. I'm um, sure. But uh, <laughs> I, I might know a few. Um, uh, but there, but but this is just the this is talking. It's about how hate filled Florida is yeah. about the LGBTQ plus community, and so this show was a big f you to all yeah. of that. But and it, it was great. It, not only was it an f you, but it was so charming and endearing. It was the most charming show I've ever seen, and I mentioned this to you when watching it, and I found out later that the group doing this is actually a college group. Uh, but it rem- I got strong vibes that they were um, like a 1990s high school drama club. They just had that vibe to them. Uh, and as children of the 90s, uh, we dug that. Yeah, absolutely. Very endearing. Great. Uh, I love to find out that they're, that they're uh, in college and that they're working on this, this craft of theirs because that's what – like this to me is quintessential fringe. Mm-hmm. It is uh, a group of, of – I'm assuming friends or colleagues in college, Ooh, collegiate leagues, um, Ooh. who it was a collegiate show. Who uh, you know they got at a French festival and it was an opportunity for them to produce something where they all got an opportunity to showcase what they could do. And I, I think that is what the French festival it makes it so amazing. And they did it went really well. Yeah, Again, it was like uh, sometimes there's just this over the top caricatureness of 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 characters and i mean to their to them there was a degree of that because they did do some impersonations that were meant there to be are funny. some c- celebrity uh special guest stars on this show but it was not like they were over the top they were just tragic but the tragicness of it was so mm-hmm. endearing and also the fact that they just committed to it 100 percent, even though there were more people on stage than there were in the audience i loved it yes and the um, they were all talented and they were all great, but um, what college? The guy who the guy who played the governor. If you're gay and you're you know interested I'm in like, media, yeah. feel free to reach out. <laughs> I was, I'm like, wait a minute, are you going to offer this guy a job or are you going to ask him out on a date? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, it does. Uh, it let's just say can't be I'm both. not going to offer him a job. <laughs> Unless that's what it takes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there was a very handsome fella in there. Had nice, long, flowing hair, a nice beard. Um, and he played the governor. And, yeah, um, he was funny. He was hilarious and hot. I'm sorry. I will say that. He was hot. 
There was this running joke that that went through the whole show that I just loved, and and the premise of it is like that because because this. The student doesn't know where the Hakakamuk Islands are. Then everybody's like, "Oh my God, how can you not know where that is?" And then they they all assume he's gay and they hate him. Yeah. So he gets kicked out of class and sent to the principal's office. And then the principal kicks him out of the school to the mayor's office. And the mayor played by an alligator, by the way. <laughs> and the mayor kicks him out of the city. So he goes to the state. The governor talks to the, my governor boyfriend. Kicks him out <laughs> of the state. To, I mean, this goes all the way yeah, to Pluto. It's like one of those jokes like a kid tells you where it's like, you know, and then he went here and went here. And then on his deathbed, you don't find out what the pink rubber bubber ball is for. <laughs> but and it's the, frustrating. But what's funny is at every stage he would say, you know, like, he, oh, I got kicked out of class. And at the principal's office, the principal's office kicked me out of this. So every step that he went, he repeated that whole line. And by the end of it, it was this really long sentence. It's the gay version of the 12 days of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the 12 days of Christmas. It it cracked me up. I thought, great really show. Really well done. Um, there's a lot of, after Fringe happens, a lot of shows get picked up by local theaters and they get runs. I hope somebody picks this up because this is a a fun, really charming show that a lot of people should see. Uh, and it was fantastic. Can we start to talk about something right now that is not so fun and less fantastic? I assume you mean so fierce. <laughs> I I feel like I hope that uh, that everyone like listening gets the sort of jest that we have about this. Oh yes, this because is all in listen, jest. Listen, everyone who makes anything on that show is talented. The hosts yes. have careers. except for one. There is yeah, one there person is on one. the show who is yeah. not talented. But but and then the host the host have careers. They're wonderful people. What mm. we talk about Trump has a career. What, what we talk about is this edited version of of one hour of television or 43 minutes of television that we have to that we watch that we have forced ourselves yes. to watch that we will comment Where we on. watch them talk the talk and they walk the walk. <laughs> is is it too early to end this podcast? <laughs> Do we have to keep going? So we anyway, got 20 minutes. So I just want to say that like so I so we 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 talk trash about the show, but they're they're all talented. They, they're talented, their careers have great things. But we we understand because we look at it, and our job, as we feel our job is, is to critique the whole show. And mm-hmm. what we're given to critique is not great. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm assuming these were all filmed before we started talking about them, or they would have done something about the laptop under the TV. Yeah. Or if they Which had they just stopped, <laughs> not done anything. I hope with. that before season two, oh dear God. Uh, <laughs> I swear they, to God, if I find out a local drag queen goes on season two, <laughs> <laughs> that that they will listen to this podcast and take some of our some of our advice. So anyway, this this is the this is the penultimate. Also, before we do this, I do want to issue an apology um, to Out Magazine, who up until about four days ago I thought was affiliated with Out TV. They are two separate entities that have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> I will continue to read Out Magazine. <laughs> All right, so this is the penultimate episode. Yes. This episode, at the end of this episode, they're gonna, it's going to decide who's going to go Who's going finale. to the finale, yes. And the theme is, is athletics. Athletics. Episode 107. So this is how it's described. I think this is very important. So this is how it's described by Stephanie Benedetto. Who, if if the you don't know who brawl. she is, <laughs> is the great value Sarah Silver Silverman. Um, she, Aww. 
the handy pantry. <laughs> I when she first comes on and you have your glasses off, you're like, they got Sarah Silverman, and then you put your glasses on and you realize they did not get Sarah Silverman. They did not, but they are they got the great Stephanie Benedetto who is saving water. Um, Queen of Raw. I don't know what that means, but I think it's like raw materials because she's all about sustainability. Yes. Uh, locals. She's like the Canadian version of Trash to Trends. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, so anyway, in her words, this is what she says, that um, this is athletics is the theme. Yes. It's about performance wear, sporty things. Yes. This will be important later. So, yeah, keep this in mind, too. And think about Sporty Spice. If you she don't already, athletic. if you she don't already have a pen and paper, maybe get them. You're going to want to keep notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there'll be a, at the end of it, we're there gonna is ask a test. You why? And I want you to email us wwn. You at will be given an assignment. Uh, we want an essay of why you feel the way that we feel. Tell me what you felt about Jaime's hair. <laughs> <sighs> okay, um, I just. He had, because obviously, if anybody's been watching the show right along with us, I'm sorry. Um, but um, also, he starts the show off, the Judge Jaime, starts it off in, not in drag, and then finishes it up in drag. Um, so he started this episode off with his little short pixie blonde hair with, like, these two devil horns. And I feel like he was supposed to be cheerleader type. I don't know. He had this little... Top that matches a little mini skirt. Anyway, yeah, I'll be, I mean, and I mentioned this to you earlier. This is the second week in a row where I feel like the worst costumes were on the hosts. They were yeah. terrible. I don't know who's dressing them. Probably the person who was voted off from episode one. <laughs> anyway, so uh, no, that that, that person that was person more... deserves to go yeah. home. Episode one. Um, so let's just go through the contestants real fast. We've got Gidget was up first. Yes. G Gidget and I differentiate these costumes based on the sports that they most resembled. And Gidget had like this sparkly football looking uniform. It was very short shorts, but it had a football appearance. Deemed Omni Game. Omni Game. It had shoulder pads, that's why. But it could sports. have been roller derby too. Yeah, well, she didn't have skates on. But it was more like a orbitable, orbitable? I don't yeah, even think that's yeah, a word. Good God, the wine has kicked in. <laughs> um, it was like an outer space football. The tired wine has kicked in. It's Thunderball. It was Thunderball. Um, in honor of the late Tina Turner, oh, it was yeah. Thunderdome. There you go. Anyway, it was cute. It was, it was a little football-y looking. the whole lace on the sides thing, showing some skin yes. under it. I liked it a lot. Um, it and contrary to what Jaime said, um, I liked the pink zipper yeah. up the middle. I thought it was. I, would, I thought it drew it in. I will tell you at the end of this talk about this why Jaime said that. Um, so. Oh, we know why Jaime. Said yeah, it. we know. And we will say. So stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> Next up was Benjamin. Benjamin. Benjamin, cute as a button hobbit. <laughs> um, I gotta he's say, a, he, he's adorable. He is adorable. Um, and you know what? I'll say right off the bat, pulling for him to win. I love him. I think he's adorable. I love the big eyes. I love the little hobbity look. I love the Benjamin. I love how people say that name because I used to say Benjamin. Whenever I met somebody whose name was Ben, I would say Benjamin. But everybody says Benjamin. And I'm like, that's much, yeah. so much better than how I say it. I thought his look was fantastic. Loved I thought it, it was the best. It was a white fencer, very yeah. sleek, very it was clean cool. lines. The fencer mask had a ball gag because he was trying to win with this, um, yeah. this um, like S&M 
meets fencing kind of a thing. Yeah. So it's still sleek and still all white and look great. But had then these, it had these metal clasps on. It was really cute. Of, I really of, dug of, it. Of bondage and, and buckles and stuff. I loved so that it. was really good. Then we have Missy was up next. Missy the Mohawk, who, I'm sorry, it was a roller derby pile of trash. It looked awful. But that's her, her shtick. Everything she does looks awful. It does. It's I don't understand how she's still here. I don't understand, and I don't understand how people look at this and say, "Oh, it's like it's on purposely." Like, no, it's thrown together. It's like, oh, anyway. So that's enough about missing. Then we got Diana. Diana, you give away the biggest part of me. Ooh, sister, sister. Um, I like Diana. She's always carrying that little pair Is of scissors. Is that a real song? I feel like it is, but it might not be. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that Diana I, is in that song. It's probably a completely different song with lyrics that I just made up in my head. Uh, anyway, I, um, she had this dodgeball Beetlejuice-looking striped um, thing that I thought was great. I thought it was really cute. And she came with a bag of balls, which yeah. is also fun. Yeah, it was... <laughs> and they just started throwing their they pulled their balls out of the sack and just started throwing them at each other that's I loved low, it that's low hanging fruit right there I'm gonna <laughs> let that pass so yeah the only thing that I didn't like about it is that it made this interaction between Barbada and Lucinda that I found so obnoxious they're, they're back and forth it's terrible. I don't know which one has to go for season two. I do. But they do not. I do, too. I, I know which one has to go. I'll get I didn't really want to say that. it, but I'm pretty sure it's the one that begins with and I have a and very strong min. opinion about it. Hyman. So, all right. So, so that's uh, the four. Oh, so I was going to say um, uh, Barbada threw a ball at Lucinda. Yes. And it hit Lucinda on, like, the chest. And then Lucinda got upset because... Um, <clears throat> She had her hands behind her back. but she My said hands it. were behind my back, and you hit me in the face. Right. She said, my hands were behind my back. Uh, <gasps> yes. <laughs> Maybe take your hands away from your back. Uh. I was so sick uh, listening to that. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. All right, what do we got here? So they didn't give a top two or a bottom two. They claimed they, did, they didn't, but, but they, they ranked did. them. Liars. Okay. So for the, the the no top two, the no bottom two, the top two were uh, Diana and Benjamin. Yes. <laughs> and Diana was the winner. So they announced I, Diana's a winner. Sorry, yes. Go ahead. I love both of them, but I felt Benjamin yeah. should have won that. So they announced that Diana's going to win, and, or, and <clears throat> she goes, I'm sorry, what? And our reaction was... Yeah, yeah, that's what we're all saying. Yeah. We're all like, I'm sorry, yeah. what? She's so like, anyway, um, what? So she gets into the finals, and then they announce that Benjamin is going into the file, finals. And his reaction was so serial killer. Oh, my God. He looked into the camera. He like had his, he put his chin yes. down and, and then rolled his eyes Very up. Hannibal Lecter-like. And he's like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Creepy. Um, My final costume will be adorable. the flesh of the host stitched otherwise together. Adorable. So then we got in the bottom. Yes, he's an adorable <laughs> serial, serial killer. killer. Like Dexter. He's yeah. a cute little serial killer. Oh, Dexter killer. is an adorable serial killer. So so then he's got, so then you got uh, Gidget and you've got. And uh, Missy the Mohawk in the bottom two. There are bottoms. And, and they news, send Gidget home. Yeah, it's like good news, bad news. They send bad news. They send Gidget home. Yeah, good news is we don't have to review the final. Although I, wrote, I may watch it because I like no. Benjamin. Here's what I wrote down, right? That's right. 
if you want to know who won, you're going to have to fucking watch it yourself. Because <laughs> I am not watching this trash finale. You know why? Because uh, here's, the, here's the deal. And I know we got other shit to talk about. I'm just going to talk about this real fast. It is clear We ain't got that me, much to talk about. Clear to me that that this was this whole thing. I, I hate to sound like somebody who's going to say, the election was rigged. It listen, just, it's listen. So, yeah. This show was rigged. People are saying it. I, I, I'm not saying it. I heard no, it from heard someone. People but are people are saying uh, Jaime and Missy are fucking. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's what I hear. That's why a few weeks ago when she was going to be voted off, it she was, was allowed to stay. Missy was going home, and Jaime had picked Missy to be the winner from the get-go mm-hmm. and, and just said, no, we're not going to have that happen. Now, Gidget goes home. I have nightmares of the, her turning and looking at the potatoes and like, I can't send no one home. Well, then you go home because you suck at your job. Right. And, and Gidget just came from back-to-back wins. Back-to-back wins. And got to sent going home, home so that someone who was supposed to lose. Yeah. You know what? Now, I don't know what of that show or what they show on camera is real and what is not. And if Jaime ever listens to this and wants to get mad at us for having this terrible opinion. Oh, well, no. Then, An angry you know Canadian it was, designer. It was edited that way to to make us feel that way. Missy's is just not. It's trash. It's piles I'll of I'll tell trash. you what. If you have a problem with it there, Jaime, you get you hop at a Tim Hortons, you get a coffee and a donut, and you catch that bus right down to Orlando, eh? And uh, we'll have it out in the, in the, the back uh, yard over here, I'll tell okay? you what. Come down next next year for gay days, and we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll talk about it. I just think, gonna, I just here think is my it's Benjamin so impersonation. that it that it's... We'll talk about it. You know, I, I have suspicions sometimes because I watch... a. American Idol, and sometimes I feel like they gear it for someone to win. Mm-hmm. And this was just not, there was no hiding this. It's like, no, I want Benjamin and Missy to win, and they're both in the bottom two, so nobody goes home. Yeah. I've been on Truth Social for a while, and I now am suspicious about everything. <laughs> Do you really have a. No. <laughs> Could you imagine I if could... I had a Truth Social? I think we should do it. We should do it. Look for us on Truth Social. Wine, why not? A queer <laughs> podcast on Truth Social. Find out our real I mean, thoughts. We don't have to be, you know, <laughs> on like, these queers. Like crazy um, conservative dicks, Is it still can... set up where you have to be approved? Remember when it, the, it was first launching, you had to submit your request to want to be a part of it? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. The only thing I know about True Social is what Really quick, I heard, I heard something on the radio this morning that I thought you would find entertaining. It's not on our, um, uh, our list of things to talk about, but I'll be real quick with it. But the um, – where is it? Oh, here it is. Uh, the Educational Theater Association of America, uh, because obviously the school season is over, released the, the list of the 10 – Top 10 musicals that high schools did this year. And I thought this would be fun to run through the list real quick. I'm going to give you 10 through 4 and then let you guess what you think the top three musicals that high schools decided to do this year. I'm going to say right now, you will never get number one. Okay. So here's the list. I'm going to tell you 10 through to four, so that you kind of get an idea of the kind of shows they do. This is better than Wordle. I know, right? I'm excited. All right, so 10 was Mean Girls, the high school version. 
What does that mean? It's the high school version of Mean Girls the Musical, which I didn't even know was a musical. What makes it high school? That's um, what I mean. They, they pull all the curse. If it says the high school version, it means they pulled all the curse words and sex out of it. Uh, Legally Blonde the Musical, number nine. Chicago, the teen edition. <laughs> That's where they don't murder anybody. Yes. They just tell them they can't sit they, they stole their lunch from the lunchroom. Uh, number seven, the SpongeBob musical. That one shouldn't surprise. Um, the next two tied for fifth place, and they're both Disney, The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. I want you to keep in mind that for B- The Little Mermaid musical, that little wavy thing they do, imagine how much worse that is for a high school production. Number four, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm, All right? So I'm going to let you guess three, two, and one. Okay, high schools, <clears throat> musicals. Yes. I don't guess I get any hints, right? So we'll just I see can how... Give you a li- well, I'll let you give one guess, and then I will give you a hint if you can't get it. Do I have to get them in order, or if I get well, one of the top three? If you get one of them, I'll let you know. Okay. But let's, let's shoot for number three. Guys and Dolls. No. Mm. Let's right. think Sondheim. What? Into yeah. the Woods? Into the Woods, yeah. Wow. Number three most done musical. The next one? Hold on a second. I just want to say about Into the Woods. I am not a Sondheim fan. I know you aren't. Ugh. Although I do love Sweeney Todd. That's Sondheim, right? Sweeney yes. Todd? I love Sweeney Todd. No. I will tell you right now, there is no Sweeney Todd the Teen Edition. <laughs> <laughs> Into the woods. Yeah. Oh, God. I No. Number two. All right. Let's see here. Um, is are, are any of the remaining ones Disney shows? No. Okay, good. So then I'm going to say Fiddler on the Roof. No. Think more. Um, what do they call it? Jukebox musicals? Oh. Yeah? Um, Jersey this, Boys? No. I think this is a jukebox musical. It's songs from a, a, a band. Songs from a band. Yeah. American Idiot? No. Let me know when you want me to tell you. Okay, go ahead. Mamma Mia. Oh, that's not a band. (laughs) Is is ABBA not a band? They're singers. I don't know musicals. Anyway, I should have said three and two were butchered by Meryl Streep. Uh, uh, I, I say that as someone wonderful who actress. loves Meryl. I love her. But I got to say, I didn't care for Into the Woods, right. and I didn't care for Mama I Mia. I love um, and Pierce then, Brosnan, but I, I mean, he just um, awful in Mama Mia. Num- the number one, I'm, I'm almost 100%, near 100% sure you won't get it. So I will give you a hint. It is based off a television show from the 1960s. Yeah. See, now I, 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 but bewitched. It had a resurgence this year thanks to Netflix. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Dun, 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 dun. Really? The Adams Family was the most done musical by high schools in the United States, according to the Theatrical Society or wow. whatever the hell their name is. What a sad. Sad year. Now, really quick, I will run through because they also include the top full-length plays and shorts. Um, The number one, the top three plays, um, number three, A Midsummer Night's Dream. Number two, Puffs, which I've never heard of. And number one, Clue. Mm. 
Kids love the clue. Uh, and number one for the shorts musical, Disney's Frozen Junior. And for plays, uh, shorts, uh, a tie for Check, Please, which I've never heard of, and 10 Ways to Survive a Zombie Apocalypse. Disney's Frozen Junior? Yes. Um, what? Oh, the Orlando Rep here. They do that a lot. They do... Um, like junior versions of Disney musicals. So they have like Frozen. So like Elsa doesn't kiss her at the end because they don't <laughs> want two women kissing in Florida. I think the junior means that it's shorter. It's a shortened version because kids oh. can't sit for more than an hour. Um, so it's a condensed version. Oh, that's cool. All so right. that's, uh, yeah, so they released that. That's a fun little game. I'm yeah. Glad you it, even though I sucked at it. Um, I Well, how could you not? Nobody's going to think Oh, hey, high I'm schoolers. Like, the Adams Family is the musical you want to do. I can't, like, so it's just shocking to me that there weren't more, like, schools that wanted to do classics or, like, teach people and train yeah. them in musicals. They're like, oh, let's do, I mean, Little Shop's a good one. They're I like, let's do SpongeBob. Ooh, do you think in The Little Mermaid that they had to swim the whole time? I was, te- I, that's what I said. I was like, could you imagine how terrible their that's swimming too, must it's be? It's too much it for is. a high school student. They pro- so probably the Little Mermaid Junior version is they don't have to do that stage direction. I like to think for authenticity um, for the high school versions, they wear fish bowls on their head filled with water. So they're like, <laughs> you know, I cannot hear anyone say anything about like fish bowl. Uh, wearing that without thinking of Jackass, and it makes me laugh. I know that you hate these shows. I don't but I care. I know you think that they're part of why society sucks these I, days. And here's the thing. I've seen Johnny Knoxville in movies and stuff, and I think he's a fine actor. He's fine. He's okay. Um, but, yeah, I think that Jackass is a part of the group, collective groups over the of shows over the last two decades that has ruined, ruined, the world. Do you think that there are people that do like a Dungeons and Dragons podcast that'll make fun of me because I like Jackass? Yes. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> so I was listening to this queer podcast and he loves Jackass. <laughs> That's like a elf going into a brothel and um, I I taking on like a dwarf and woman. I, I just find that funny. I find that funny. I find um, uh Impractical Jokers, I think they're hilarious. You, I, we've I've mentioned this before. You and my mom have very similar tastes. She watches a lot she of CBS. She loves. Too. I don't know if she watches CBS. She loves pra- Impractical Jokers. It's she you know, I, it's 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 cringy if you go back and watch some of the early stuff. You know, yeah. like some of the some of it's a little cringy. Uh, and but I think they're funny. I do not find people funny on like who have YouTube channels where they play jokes on people. And I'm just Ooh, like, there's lo- a whole lot we can go into. Um, I won't go into detail, but there's a British, um, um, uh, I'm using air quotes when I can't think of the word, where they do uh, practical jokes, where he's currently being brought up on charges because he was walking into people's houses. And it's like, dude, try that in America. Yeah. Try doing your practical jokes in America where you just yeah. walk into someone's house. You cannot, you cannot, that's a house turn, invasion. Turn around in the wrong driveway in america yeah now so we did not talk about the big thing about our week and why oh, we're so tired gay days. so we didn't talk about gay days um but i think that we have a, a, a minute we could just kind of describe that we call it gay days but it really was originated in 1991 um where uh the i was, I was just asking how much time we had because we're gonna kind of <laughs> can't be kind of long because the or uh, in 1991 
um, Doug Swallow was on CompuWho, uh, which was a, a chat group for LGBTQ people, and said, hey, let's go to Disney on the first Saturday of June and all wear red so we can see each other and we can know who each other are. And really it was just to say, let's go out to show the world in the happiest place on earth that, we're, that we are normal, that we are everywhere, and let's wear red and show that. And it had about 1,500 people. They expected three, 300. Had about 1,500. And the next year it doubled. And everything skyrocketed from there. Yeah. And now from the first few years where they were putting up sandwich boards that said, uh, warning, gays have taken over the park, FYI, um, to now, I mean, just whole sections of their stores dedicated to pride mem memorabilia there's and a, rainbows. There's and a Mickey Mouse. Holding a rainbow flag. Yeah. Like, you can buy that. That's crazy to yeah. me, just to see where this whole thing is Not from. to take it a step further, you have the Mickey Mouse holding a rainbow flag. I have a Mickey and Minnie that are rainbows. They yeah. have morphed into rainbows themselves. Um, but yeah, they because they ate Skittles. They're, it, no, no. Showing um, so we yeah, may, just showing their pride. Maybe next time we'll get into the, we'll get the, a little the more nitty gritty into it. of it. Yeah. Or we'll save it for next year when we're getting... Who knows what we'll talk about next time. <laughs> Who knows? But it was a great, I mean, it was great. All the, uh, the events were great. There, the, 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 the staple of the Typhoon Lagoon party, which is Riptide, is always a good time. Yep. Um, yep. Gay Days had a new party at, at um, uh, Aquatica, Aquatica, which I like to call That was my Aquatica. first time ever going to Aquatica, and that may be my favorite water park. I, the water park is great. It, had it was fantastic. Rides, and it was, it was really cool. And if you and, know what those weird dolphin penguin hybrid things that they have in the front wow. tank are. Can you please let us know? Because it looked like a dolphin fucked a penguin. It did. It, it did. did. So email us at www. But if they did, love is love. At watermarkonline.com if you know if dolphins and penguins Yes. Mate. And until then, the cork is back in the bottle. <laughs>